Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Gianna Melillo, Associate Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. As the COVID-19 pandemic has led to a nationwide boom in telehealth use, new questions are emerging regarding reimbursement, accessibility, data protection, and quality measurement. Although the practice has greatly aided in maintaining care for many Americans throughout the past year, several challenges have been reported. To create a measurement framework linking quality of care delivered by telehealth, healthcare system readiness, and health outcomes in rural areas specifically, the National Quality Forum, NQF, recently announced a committee of 25 individuals to discuss, update, and enhance NQF's telehealth framework first released in 2017. On this episode of Managed Carecast, we speak with Sherry Winsper, the Senior Vice President for Quality Measurement at NQF. For the past 20 years, the forum has worked to advance healthcare quality across the nation by endorsing measures that assess quality of care and value. It also develops specific measurement frameworks for gap areas. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sherry. To start off, can you explain who is on this committee tasked with updating the 2017 telehealth framework and how the committee was formed? Sure, uh, I would be happy to do that. Um, I'm, I'm glad you uh, mentioned our 2017 telehealth framework in which we um, really identified uh, four key areas for telehealth that needs to be needed to be addressed. And it really was the beginning of addressing um, challenges with telehealth uh, provision around um, geographical distances uh, with people, um, internet connectivity and technology, broadband access issues, um, and things like that. The four things uh, specifically that that addressed was access, um, financial impact to patients and providers, the patient clinical experience, and then really through, lastly, through um, telehealth, how does the effectiveness Uh, of clinician and um, operational systems work when you're using a telehealth uh, modality. So um, we've been fortunate enough for this year and privileged to convene the committee that you spoke of, of experts from across the country. Um, We've had longstanding relationships with um, leading national organizations that have expertise in telehealth, in measurement, in uh, clinical uh, informatics, and, and those are some of the leading uh, leading key characteristics we look for in these experts and, and them volunteering their time to, to participate. In your opinion, has the COVID-19 pandemic made the transition to telehealth easier in its sort of immediate system-wide overhaul, or has it complicated what was once a slow incremental process? That's an interesting question. I absolutely believe that um, the uh, COVID-19 has certainly expanded the utilization of telemedicine dramatically. Um, and I'm, I'm from actually from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, that's where I grew up and talking to um, my colleagues there. There's one health system that actually uh, in the first two weeks of the crisis last year in the March timeframe, um, they increased in their primary care clinics the use of telemedicine by 60%. And that was only a two-week time frame. I think many people across the um, nation expected that telehealth and telemedicine 
uh, were beginning to expand, but that it was going to take a full next decade before we saw that expand. But COVID and, um, enhanced that and sped that up clearly. Um, it's been providing um, access to healthcare that that maybe others would not have had due to either um, requirements to um, be sure that we're we're protecting our healthcare workers um, and or protecting patients and and not being able to come in for in-person services. When creating national quality metrics for telehealth, how can the NQF accommodate potentially incongruent policies implemented at each individual state level? So. For example, if a patient in New Jersey wants to see a specialist in California, but each state has its own medication prescribing practices that are written into the law, what would be the best course of action? Well, one of the things that um, one of the most important roles that the National Quality Forum plays is um, serving as the um, neutral convener and, and the consensus based entity for the nation in developing guidance in making recommendations for um, quality measures that should be used, and in this case, for telehealth. Um, In many cases, not just telehealth, but telehealth included, there's not alignment across states um, or across health systems um, or even a standardized, in some cases, um, database for uh, measures. And so one of the roles that NQF has is really bringing together the best experts in both measurement and both the clinical aspect, bringing our purchasers of healthcare, um, health plans, um, and consumers, patients together to agree on an aligned way of measuring the, in this case, telehealth, so that that can be standardized, that our data and outcomes can be, com- can be compared between state to state and so that it provides actionable standard, actionable improvement um, information for clinicians or or regions um, to be able to improve the care that's given through um, telehealth. How will these metrics reflect the unique geographical differences faced by residents in rural America and in these areas where maybe internet or electricity access may be limited or there's a lack of providers or a lack of specialists? I think our rural communities really do have a unique challenge at times to ensure that they have the access, as you as you spoke about, to care that maybe other uh, are their urban and suburban counterparts um, experience. So there's really six key areas that we are um, working on through this current project to establish uh, standardized guidance uh, for measures. Um, to address some of those things you were mentioning. Those six areas include um, travel. Um, They include the timeliness of care. Can it still be delivered in in an efficient and and timely way, um, regardless of the modality, whether that's telemedicine or in person? Uh, Does it provide added value uh, for the patient and for the provider, um, including Ensuring that even if care is delivered through uh, telehealth, is it evidence-based still, regardless of that? The last two areas include patient empowerment and also care coordination. There was an interesting paper um, recently in January. It's a research paper that really talked about that last one, which is care coordination, that I think is an interesting idea, uh, which is the the digital health uh, navigator. 
Um, when you think about care coordination now, that's done by case managers and in-person people to help a patient get um, the right care that they need from one part of the health system, say the hospital, to then their post-acute um, care. Um, but with digital health, um, you know, folks in the rural areas have much more challenges with broadband access, their uh, transportation needs, maybe because their closest um, hospital might be 50 miles or 200 miles away in some cases. I think that uh, if we can uh, be sure that we're able to adequately evaluate through measurement that we're ensuring that each person, regardless of whether they're in a rural area or a um, urban area, that they receive the same high quality, affordable, and um, safe care, whether they're doing it in person or whether they're receiving it through a electronic um, modality. And we hope that the, the measurement um, recommendations that, that come from our expert panel um, should address those things. Going off of that, what clinical outcomes will the NQF prioritize when devising these telehealth metrics? And you know, will the standard of care of an in-person visit be the same as for a telehealth visit? Or will there be different standards for face-to-face video calls as opposed to audio only? We think that each modality really may need its own set of uh, measures depending on the outcomes that that occur. At the same time, we want to be sure that we're addressing the burden of healthcare measurement on our providers. So we believe that we're going to be addressing better outcomes while decreasing burden at the same time. We want to be sure from a clinical standpoint, we're also providing safe care. So we'll be evaluating that through this project and ensuring that we uh, also achieve the outcome of ensuring that we decrease inappropriate care um, for patients. So for example, I think we've started to see through the pandemic this past year um, that patients can receive care through a um, telehealth technology enabled modality instead of maybe having to go to the ER. Um, They can do a telemedicine visit with their doctor. They've got a cough, they've got a cold, um, there may be a, a, a stuffy nose. And if they can talk to their physician and, and the physician through a, a telephone or FaceTime or something that, that they may have, then that avoids an ER visit, which can be very costly, uh, very expensive, and also takes a lot of time out of the patient's um, day, especially if right now when our ERs are full of patients. Um, our ERs are experiencing uh, surges of patients from COVID at times. And so um, we think it'll address many of those, um, those clinical aspects and safety aspects of, um, of care for patients receiving, uh, receiving that. What is the trajectory of telehealth reimbursement in your opinion? So do you expect the progress we've seen to sort of continue and similar adjustments to be made across the board, or do you think it will vary based on each payer? We've seen this past year our committee members and, and also NQF, we've, it, we've observed that uh, with the advent of, of COVID emergency situation, that um, not only has telehealth increased the volume of cases and the volume of um, use of it, but that's also resulted in our, um, a lot of 
regulatory uh, relaxation of the limitations that existed prior to COVID uh, for coverage for telemedicine as far as reimbursement to providers, um, uh, insurance coverage um, for, uh, for patients. And so I think that um, as we move forward, um, I think we can certainly expect telehealth to and telemedicine to still exist. Um, I think it's our the public has seen that it that it can be helpful to them, and I also think the provider community has seen um, that it can work. We certainly would support um, continued um, allowances and expansion of uh, payment coverages uh, for care delivered through a telehealth um, modality. Um, but we would also want to see that quality measures are developed to assess that the care provided through a um, virtual visit versus a um, in-person visit is made standard and that they are still receiving the same high quality, better access to care and at an affordable affordable cost. So right now, there actually are not any uh, nationally endorsed telehealth quality measures, but this project we're working on now and um, this committee is aiming to um, be able to provide national guidance on on developing those measures so that we can assess it, but also um, and then payers may may be able to use that to help incentivize um, improved care that way as well. Can you elaborate a little bit on the importance of accurate EMR data when it comes to assessing these optimal telehealth outcomes and crafting these quality metrics? I think our EHRs have provided so, electronic health records have provided so much advantage um, for our, um, for clinical care. Um, It helps in care coordination and ensuring that we have continuity of information shared across providers and various providers that may be taking care of patients. Um, uh, Now there are um, health systems, especially if they're part of accountable care organizations that actually Um, have both their primary care offices and their hospital care, the EHRs are becoming more and more linked um, so that the uh, patient information doesn't just stay with the hospital visit or the hospital providers, but it can be transferred easily to their primary care physician. Collecting this data um, electronically is going to be extremely key um, uh, and NQF um, has actually, um, we've just released our new uh, five-year strategic plan, and that strategic plan very clearly and deliberately, we have um, put in a digital health goal so that we can promote the transformation to that. We plan to develop a technology framework so that it will um, ensure that e- evolving technologies are objectively assessed and, and demonstrate improved safety and appropriateness of, of care outcomes, uh, while at the same time ensuring that we uh, reduce burden for our caregivers and at the same time, even though new technologies are being developed that they'll have to learn how to use. Well, those are all the questions I had prepared, but is there anything we didn't touch on that you'd like to include, or do you have any final closing thoughts you'd like to share? Well, just thank you for the opportunity to be able to share the the great work that our um, experts are coming together to work on related to telehealth, uh, and particularly in rural areas right now. 
Our environmental scan that um, has ha, will be published here in the next week or two, and it'll be open for public comment. We really pride ourselves in getting input from all stakeholders in the um, quality and healthcare ecosystem. So we would welcome anyone to provide um, that comment. You can find the report on our qualityforum.org website. Thank you so much again for taking time to speak with us. Oh, you're so welcome. To learn more about this issue, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. of 2020 found that among over 2,000 adult participants, Black and Hispanic Latinx Americans are nearly two times as likely as white Americans to say their access to COVID-19 vaccines, treatments, and health care, once available, is worse than other racial ethnic groups. <clears throat> to help combat these disparities, Quest Diagnostics launched the Quest for Health Equity Initiative in August of 2020. On this episode of Managed Carecast, we speak with Dr. Harvey Kaufman, the Senior Medical Director at Quest Diagnostics, about the Health Trends Study results, the organization's mission to mitigate disparities, and the importance of access to preventive services. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Kaufman. 